Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover, part of the Belly Up Podcast Network. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident jester, Jolie. Sup? Well, with the exception of the four major pay-per-views, we're coming up to an exciting time in the WWE, Money in the Bank. This is a time where superstars gain the opportunity of a lifetime, and the reigning champions are put on notice. So today we're going to go through all the matches for Money in the Bank with our predictions and, of course, some updating, updated information and make our predictions. And then also we have major updates and predictions to come for major title matches for NXT next week. But we do have something from last week to address. So on the same day that we recorded our last podcast, WWE came out with an article Saying that, and well, the title of the new article was Why the New Day is the Greatest Faction in WWE History. Now, from what I read online and on Twitter, a good majority of the people disagreed with this. So, let me kind of throw this to you, Kayla, to start. Was WWE right about the New Day? Um, I will tell you this um, I will give New Day credit. Um, they they know how to make you laugh. They always keep you on your toes. They they make it entertaining. Um which is great. I love them to death. Um I mean light up unicorn horns, pancakes. Um Kofi pulling pancakes out of his pants. I mean just different things, you know, they keep you entertained. I'm congratulations to them being eight-time tag team champions. You know, they've worked for it they deserve it but as far as them being the best faction in wwe in history as in like um current or with uh within recent i disagree um because i'm going to go sierra hotel india echo lima delta shield um because Ever since they debuted, ever since they, you know, continued, you know, no matter, even if they broke up, they always seemed to find their way back as brotherhood. Um, even to this day, when Roman Reigns stepped away from WWE right now because of his health with the um, COVID-19, who had his back, John Moxley did as well, you know. So, um, yes, WWE is totally wrong. About the New Day, because I honestly think if you wanted to compare somebody to the New Day, it would definitely have to be the Shield, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. Yeah, because it's like whenever you bring up like characters and their characters and personality are off the charts, one thing that also should be taken into account is not their success as a tag team and a faction, but individually. And alone with just the shield, each one of them were Grand Slam champions. And and they had like their own title uh tag title successes together, like with like Seth and Dean and then um Roman and Seth and everything like that. So that's another thing to take into effect. So but Jolie, what do you think? 
those two are not even close to being the top two factions ever in WWE or WCW history. Sorry. Right. Shield Shield doesn't even come close to the top faction ever. And that is DX or the Click. That is the top faction ever created in WWE. DX completely blows everybody else out of the water when you talk about championships. Because if you want to talk about championships, you got Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Road Dog, and the Ass Man, Billy Gunn. That is the best faction, number one, hands down. At me if you want. But, I mean, they're maybe top five, top ten, but they're nowhere near that number one spot. Sorry. Shield, I mean, you can say that they got each other's backs, but the only person I don't see that has anybody's back right now is Seth Rollins because he's actually been very negative towards both Roman and uh, John Moxley. I mean, you had Seth straight up saying that John's taking food off his table. So that that's uh, that's not brotherhood to me right now. I think the shield is fractured. So uh, catch me up. Catch me up because it's like I know that he has some negative stuff to say towards Mox and everything but what about what what happened with him between him and Roman uh, he well they've never he has I'm not saying like right now negative but like he was uh-huh. negative about uh-huh. him in the past oh yeah but like, okay. I'm saying like you know with him and Moxley specifically I mean yeah you got Mox defending Roman but the the Mox and and uh Seth connection doesn't seem to be connecting at all yeah. I mean I mean that that is one thing that you can honestly say about the new day. It doesn't matter that uh Xavier Woods is wrestling right now. He's constantly being brought up. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one thing that the new day has that the shield will never have. They have never broken up. They've never even hinted at breaking up. There is a bond between those three men that the bond between the shield looks like child's play. It honestly does. Yeah. I mean, those like they they've hinted maybe them turning heel. They they even started out as heels. They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the New Day started out as heels, and because yeah. it used to be New Day sucks. Yeah, yeah. New so, Day sucks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but I mean, like you know, right now it's like it it's the sh- the Shield was a great power faction. Hmm. But the New Day has something that the Shield will never have. They've never been jealous about championships. No, nah, because they... it's like... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go first. No, nah, because it's like, especially, like, like taken to effect, like, early last year and everything with the whole Kofi, Ma- Kofi Mania, and because it's like, Kofi couldn't earn... Uh, Kofi couldn't get the spot in uh, WrestleMania because Vince threw another log in the fire for him, but Xavier and Big E, they stepped up, went through the tax gauntlet themselves, and won Kofi his spot, and they celebrated right there with him, never, like, shedded any part of animosity or anything like that. No, exactly. I mean, that right there, that was actually what I was going to bring up, was that tag team gauntlet, and mm-hmm. the best the best moment besides them winning it all was when the Uso says, nah, Uso, we good. We forfeit. Like, that was probably one of the best yes. moments. That I mean, yeah, no. So when it comes to them being a fa- a, a, the best faction, no. Are they a great faction? Yes, they're definitely top five. But number one is DX. Number two 
would probably be the click or NWO and number three would either be the click or NWO. Those are the top three. I mean, you have to put the click in there because the fact that the click DX and NWO are all integral parts. Mm -hmm. The click had um, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. And I think the one, two, three kid at the time, not 100% sure. And, and then you had DX and then when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left, they created NWO. So that right there, that, that is the complete other like top factions ever created. I mean, you could throw in the ministry, um, and even maybe the brood is up there when Gangrel was with Edge and Christian before they broke off. Uh huh. But yeah, like you know, that's definitely like your top, your top three right there is the DX, NWO, the Click, New Day, the Shield, Ministry. So yeah, they're top five definitely. I'm gonna throw one. I'm gonna throw another one, and also Evolution. I was just thinking that. <laughs> They're probably sixth because um, while I did like it, I love, don't get me wrong, I love that faction, but it's just, you can only put Triple H so much in the top five. He's already in there twice. He, he, he's definitely in the top ten three times. <laughs> because then you got to look at the authority as well. And no, that was more of like stupidity. Was, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really call it like an actual faction itself. It's just Talking more like about the factions. One that just popped in my head. I wasn't too fond of it. Um, I don't even think it lasted very long. What? But uh, Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase, Legacy, Legacy. Legacy. That actually lasted pretty long, uh, even after um, Randy left. They were actually a pretty decent tag team. So Legacy definitely can rank up there as well. And then I was actually thinking of the um, when uh, you see, typically you've got two ministries. You got corporate ministry and you got the Undertaker's ministry. So that was definitely a weird combination there. (laughs) But let's see. What other factions? I mean, technically the the Forgotten Sons are a faction and Undisputed Uh, Era. uh. I, I think those are your I will actually say this. The Forgotten Sons seem a lot more suited for the main roster than they were in NXT, to be perfectly honest. I don't like them. Um, Well, I don't like the one because he really likes to put out his support for a certain person that I don't like. Um, And the fact that they keep bringing up military and... um, only one of them is an actual Marine. That's Steve Cutler. Wait. Yeah. Steve Cutler is the only one that is an actual Marine. So I don't know if they're blanketing them all in that. But they, they shouldn't because that's a slap in the face to everybody else in the military. Amen to that. Because it's like I got because it's like my brother was in the Navy. My niece is currently serving in the Air Force. And so it's just like. If they need to like be clear on that. If they're all not military, then they need to like they, they need to specify that because yeah, you're right. That is a slap in the face. Because because they have like that. It felt like that's what they insinuated with grizzly young vet veterans were challenging them in NXT. So it's like you know it, it is a slap in the face. And another faction before we kind of move on, 
that honestly that I loved. I was um I got to see them was it a year ago? I saw them live at a SmackDown event and I kid you not, I was the only one cheering for them. Oh. But I hated that they did not get used once they got to the main roster. I always loved them. Um, however, one of them is no longer part of the WWE. Two's back at NXT. And one is part of the women tag team champions with Alexa Bliss. And that was Sanity. Oh, I love Sanity. Sanity. Yes. Sadly, Sanity did not... Tr- uh transition and translate over to the main roster no. i mean they they just people knew eric young already from uh, impact tna uh killian dane wasn't really used the other one is um nxt uk Alexander yeah. wolf yeah he was part of another imperium there's another yeah. faction for you and technically there was another female faction riot squad yeah Absolution. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I that, was, that was like the, because it's like, like when you talk about female factions and everything, it's like there really hasn't been like a good strong one that lasted. The only one that would really qualify that would be the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. But it's like PCB didn't last too long. Uh, uh, team Bad. Team Bad. Yeah. Absolution that didn't last very long and stuff like that. And before, and of course, Team Bella and everything when Alicia Fox joined up with them. But it's like really the only like sustainable female faction was the Riot Squad. I mean, you can, as much as it pains me to say this, uh oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. The four MMA ponies are technically a faction, even though there's three of them. But, I mean, they're technically one that actually was a kind of a force, at least with Shayna, uh, Marina, and Jessamine. I mean, those three right there were st- still technically a, a, a state uh, faction. Yeah, you are right about that, even well, though... Like I said, I, I, I threw can't up t- in my mouth. I can't take Jessamine and Marina seriously until... Yeah, I, I can't take those too seriously. I can't take Marina seriously. Like, I've actually been watching Jessamine on Instagram, you know, because you get to see different sides of their personalities right? Than they, than they are in the ring. And, like, you know, it's just hilarious that she and Shayna is best friends with um, Mia Yim. And I, I think they all live oh. together, or they all live together in the same house for the longest time. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's like you get to see a completely different side of them like on Instagram. So like I actually, even though I called her the the worm alien from Men in Black, I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she she's definitely has like more of a personality than she really let on. Oh, man. <sighs> well, hopefully, hopefully one time in the future and everything like on the main roster. I mean, as far as like. Raw and SmackDown are concerned. It's like they can uh, bring, like, have a sustainable uh, female faction again because that's definitely something that would. And because, like, with how the women's rosters are broken up and everything, I do think it's doable. Maybe not right now, but I, in, doable in the future at least. I mean, oh, also man. a faction could be broken up on two two brands. That's true. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, if Becky and Charlotte got the heads out of their asses, and <laughs> whatever marital issues that Bailey and Sasha are going through, yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens, especially after all this nonsense is over, right? Over with the COVID nineteen and everything. And I just got to admit, right. I, am, I am loving Tamina's videos that she's been putting out on Twitter and Instagram about her being an angerholic and, you know, just she's been putting out some, actually some funny ass shit. She's been like, stepping up her game, yeah. Like, I, I'm actually really proud of what they're doing with Tamina. I'm glad that they're giving her something. I mean, I'm. It, it, you know what sucks about this whole situation is that we're missing live shows, we're missing things that we would love to be witnessing in live in person or actually like, you know, the CD audience in the crowd and seeing some of our faves getting pushed more. But mm-hmm. honestly, this has been such a great like, thing for Tamina. Like, she has gotten so much more screen time. She has gotten a little bit more like, you know, respect. And I love the fact that she's been able to go for the title. She's honestly the natty of the SmackDown division. She's the person that puts everybody else over. And the yeah. one thing I will say that everybody's like, oh, she botches, she botches. Actually, I've rarely seen Tamina botch. Yeah, me neither. I, I No, I've, I've rarely seen that, no. She's not I've her cousin. Her. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. So, this past Wednesday, this past Wednesday on NXT, it was like, it was like a jam-packed episode so it's like we had some more qualified uh, we had more tournament matches for the cruiserweight uh, interim cruiserweight title with square scott and drake maverick picking up wins uh we had the new i, I say the new look for candace the new look candace uh having her first appearance in match uh let's see we had mia yim and charlotte picking up uh Picking up stuff five years later, and EO making her presence known. We had title matches announced and everything like that. So, Jolie, was there like a specific moment from Wednesday that, that kind of stood out for you? Hmm. Or two? I definitely got to say, like, the Keith Lee match was definitely the standout match of the night. Oh, yeah. um, him and uh, Damian Priest put out just such an excellent match and it was very very brutal and I definitely think that he's at least put that to rest for the time being um Candace and Johnny are already annoying the fuck out of me (laughs) um one thing I want to bring up is that a couple articles that I've been reading and it's honestly been pissing me off is the hatred and utter disdain people are are putting on Charlotte Flair uh, saying, oh, she's not a ratings draw. She's not drawing in the ratings. And I'm just thinking, why are you even writing this bullshit? Okay, so she doesn't bring in the ratings. Okay. so But she has the title to promote storylines, to put women over. She made Mia Yim look like a beast. Yes. She kind of no sold the ch- uh, check your neck. Yeah, that was bullshit. But like, but again, Mia had to kind of extend her legs a little bit more because Charlotte is a giant. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like she did sell it, but everybody's like, oh, she no sold that. I'm like, just because she didn't fall down? What do you want her to do? Like, you know, the the when somebody got stunned where they jumped up in the air and flew backwards 30 feet? Mm-hmm. I think that she acted appropriate for one, her size, and two, for how the hit, move was hit. Like, I don't think that it didn't look like Mia got everything behind it. So okay. it was definitely you know, one of the things that really honestly pissed me off was like everybody was attacking Charlotte. Like they took the title off of Rhea for this. No offense. Where the hell is Rhea? She has not shown up in weeks. So is that whole Australia rumor true? Did, did something happen there? I mean, something had to have happened for Rhea not to be here. Now they're saying that she was injured. Well, if that's the case, let again, this is just like the Sasha, Sasha situation. If something's going on, let everybody know. Right. Don't don't be like playing this game like, well, this, this and this. Well, no. OK, so you put the title on Charlotte, who basically just elevated. Mia. The next week is a dream match between her and EO. It's Moonsault versus Moonsault. And this is definitely a different and vicious EO than we've than than Charlotte's ever seen. Right. So that definitely is just like one of the things that that stood out after the fact. And again, with the ratings bullshit, I'm sorry. You've got 1.2 million people watching wrestling on on a Wednesday night when there's other shows on during a pandemic, and then just. The ratings are going to go down. People don't want to watch right now. A lot of people are boycotting because they're pissed off. Okay. But you're sitting here bitching about, you know, the ratings, but you're not doing anything to help the ratings. I I don't get it. It's like, I don't get it either. I mean, under the circumstances, it's like, Everyone's doing the absolute best that they can. And going back to Mia for a second and everything, props to her for that tranquilo pose. <laughs> it's like kind of like a nod to her, nod to Charlotte's oh. uh, significant half. <laughs> that, that was actually probably one of the <laughs> more awesome things that like stood out of that match. Um, but the... Um, the one thing that honestly stood out, I actually missed the match because um, I channel surf between the news and NXT, and there's a story that I wanted to watch on Rachel. Was I missed the um, the Drake Maverick, but I'm so happy he won. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's definitely a moment that stood out. Yeah, Swerve Scott, I'm happy he won too and everything because honestly, at Worlds Collide, I think he should have taken the title then and not Devlin. But yeah, probably it would probably have been too soon for Swerve. But I definitely see a title for him in the future. But it's like Drake. I'm so happy he won. And I honestly, if I had if I had my way on this and everything like that, I would like to see him him win the title, get his job back in WWE, and then hold on to the title until Devlin can make make his uh, presence known and then go from there and stuff like that. But um. That that was an interesting thing, something that uh, somebody put out as an opinion piece. It wasn't with Belly Up, it was with somebody else. Uh-huh. And they're saying that this was actually, that Drake's not actually fired. 
that this was all masterminded by uh, Vince to get him sympathy and make him more popular. I hope that's not true because that is a shitty ass way to do it. Oh, I definitely agree. I, and I don't think Vince is that much of a genius. Nah. He's a genius about one thing, but like, I, I don't think that he was he would be able to predict what what he have like four million views on his video like after a day. Yeah, yeah. It was like it, it was like why it, it went like at least two or three something like that. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but yeah, it was it had like like at least a couple million views. But it's like I honestly do feel that he will once this situation is over. I, I definitely have a feeling that he will be back with WWE. He'll be uh, some of the few that actually do get to come back because there is now a connection with him. Because, in all honesty, um, speaking as somebody who's lost their job because they're non-essential, um, I can relate to everything that he's going through. And he's telling a story that people who feel like I do, like, it's just something that we people can connect to. And I think that they they took a shitty situation and they twisted it, not twisted it, but they turned it to be inspirational. And right. I think, and I think, you know, that is an amazing aspect about that. Uh, okay. So let me see what else about Wednesday. Uh, the two cruiserweight matches, yeah, Mia, Mia hitting Tranquilo, and then, yeah, the main event, it's like you can tell that Keith Lee went into this with a different type of mentality. He usually comes in bubbly, uh, um, definitely with a smile on his face at least, but he was, like, so pissed off at Damien, and he let him know. He took it out on him big time, and I am so glad he kept the title and everything, but hopefully that, that – hopefully that – is put to bed for now and everything. And because, and, uh, because it's like Damien with his nightstick trying to club everybody. It's just like enough already, please. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. there, there is one other thing that stood out and I just remembered it because you're bringing up the other, the, the swerve and, uh, El Fatismo match. Yeah. The people kidnapping people. What the fuck is up with that? I still don't know. I still don't know what the hell's going on with that. Part of me felt that it was possibly him, um, El Fantasmo, like, making a, a faction. But now that they're going after him, I'm like, well, maybe not. Hmm. So I'm, I'm just trying to think of the recent signees that they had. If anybody stood out, that would be, like, creating a, a faction. I don't know. I don't know either. But, um... All right, so okay. All right, so Kayla, sorry, sorry about that. Um, all right, Kayla. So, anything stood out to you from Wednesday? Um, I really enjoyed the Charlotte Flair Mia Yim match. Um, that definitely started. Um, maybe later on a good feud if you know open up any challenges. Definitely later down the line, and um. The part where Io Shirai comes out and says, hey, I'm here. Don't forget about me. I'm your worst nightmare kind of thing. Um, And definitely, I believe that Keith Lee and Damian Priest match was 
legit awesome as well as always and um hopefully damien can maybe step away and have someone else have a chance or maybe at this rate have keith lee say just take the title go away um (laughs) but um no 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 i mean hey i mean keith lee take a few days uh take a couple months off it seems like that's what people do nowadays with titles in the wwe uh Because speaking of titles, why back it up? Like, all right, our 24-7 championship is missing. The Intercontinental Championship is missing. Yeah, where the hell is he? Sami Zayn was supposed to be on SmackDown, but um, he actually stayed home. He didn't feel safe traveling. Um, As for Becky, she's actually been nursing a nagging shoulder injury from what I've been reading. So they're actually giving her time off to recuperate during this time because they know they're going to need her soon um and in all honesty the fact that she's not there and she's actually said this she's like this means other women get a chance to shine so it's like that is true i love the fact that she's humble about this yeah she's cocky but humble (laughs) (laughs) yeah that part-timer magazine cover hello (laughs) (laughs) that was fucking hilarious well, no, because everybody, everybody's been talking about her going off to doing, because she said something on TMZ about her um, getting in touch with The Rock's agent and John Cena and The Rock mentoring her when it comes to acting. So everybody yeah. is, like, speculating out the wazoo. And there is speculation that she is joining the Marvel Universe. And as I- a nerd... I can't fucking wait because I think I loved her in the Marine Six. I thought she was a very credible villain, a very credible badass. Mm-hmm. And everybody keeps forgetting her roots started in acting. She was a stunt woman for the TV show Vikings. Oh, I honestly didn't know that. Well, I'm a Becky Lynch aficionado, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, no, she actually went to, um, I think, drama school. And I think she went to school with uh, Aiden English in Chicago. Oh. Interesting. Very, very interesting. (laughs) Oh, man. So, okay. So, yeah. Okay. That kind of explains, like, her not having a match uh, for Money in the Bank and everything. Um, Because I I heard... I think I may have saw like one tweet or everything about the show, uh, like about a possible injury, but honestly, I really didn't know what was going on with her. So, but now I know. Apparently, it's been bothering her since Hell in the Cell. Ooh, damn, that long? Yeah. Well, that's the type of woman that she is. She's a workhorse. Whereas I think that Sasha actually had to take time off because she had a bruised tailbone, and that's actually understandable because nobody wants to take a bump in the ass with a bruised tailbone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She's <sighs> a leave. Uh, but it's and like, actually, it, yeah, actually, it's like actually, sometimes actually, we, we, we do know where the 24 7 champion is. He's in Tampa with his butt buddy Tom Brady. <laughs> but he's not defending the title. But I, no, no, no. This is my prediction. He's going to keep it. He's going to become the longest reigning. And this is exactly how it's going to happen. Tom's going to go in for the pass. 
Gronk's going, here he goes, run, fumble, one, two, three. Someone's just going to pop up out of nowhere. And they're all just going to be standing there like, I told you to get rid of that title. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, at this point. Oh, my God. Could you imagine our truth dressing up as an official during an NFL preseason game? Oh, see, my I, fucking God. That would be epic. I could see him. I could see our truth dressing up as official. Mojo. Or some Mojo dressing up as official because be no, honest, Mojo right, would be on the uh, opposing team because he'll right. tackle his ass. Tackle his ass. Get him one. <laughs> but no, I think between the tweets right now on of what I've been seeing, um, between our truth and Mojo Raleigh, they're probably gonna be the one to get it back, and it's gonna be hilarious. And Gronk's just gonna be sitting there going, uh, okay. Or at this rate. He, Mojo might, in our truth, might be cahoots with Tom Brady, and Tom Brady might decide to pin Rob. You know, Dear at this point. Fucking Christ, no! <laughs> it's just a thought. Fuck well, hell, Tom Brady. <laughs> well, hell, it's like I Mojo was talking about like getting the title back, and I even tweeted out to him, and I showed I showed you both. I was like, hey, like, like get him. During like his first press conference or like an interview or anything like that, he Mojo actually liked the tweet. So who knows? He might wait until like he's able to get down to Tampa and uh, take advantage then. <laughs> but yeah, like Gronk talking like he's gonna like keep the title like until NFL season starts. Bro, that ain't happening. Yeah, no, <laughs> not even close. All right, so. During NXT, they announced next week we got two huge, and I do mean huge, title matches. Uh, one is going to be NXT Championship between the Velveteen Dream and Undisputed Era's Kingpin mouthpiece. I'm kidding. <laughs> the NXT Champion Adam Cole. Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too big of a fan of his, but either way. Okay, so Kayla. Who's who's uh who's coming out of the match on top? A couple months ago, I wasn't too fond of Adam Cole breaking Finn's record as the longest NXT champion. Um, but you know, the more I think about it, with him being you know former um, Bullet Club, which I'm in fine with it now. Um. As much I am not a fan of Adam Cole, never been a fan of him or the Undisputed Error, as much as I want him to lose the title, unfortunately, I do not see Velveteen Dream become an NXT champion. Um, So I'm going Adam Cole, baby. He's going to retain. Hey, Jolie? Um... I would honestly be surprised if they put it on Dream right now, considering all the rumors and speculation of what his past hacking or not hacking, dick pic, whatever it was, uh, that got sent yeah. out to a, an underage. So I don't know if they feel comfortable to give it to him right now. Um, I would like to see Dream win it eventually, it, once he's exonerated, because I do believe him when he says he was hacked. Yeah. Um but uh, I yeah, I agree with Kayla on this one that um, Adam Cole Bebe is going to retain and take the title back home to his dentist girlfriend. 
<laughs> oh, that's another story for another time. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's like, I want the title off cold bad because he's had it long enough. And it's like he can't, most of the time he can't even win stuff by himself. He has to have the cronies around from the Undisputed Era. But I think because of what's going on right now and all the speculations and stuff around Dream and everything, this is probably not the right time for the title change to hand. So it looks like we're three for three on this one about Adam Cole retaining. Okay. And then so Jolie, y'all, actually, y'all brought this up earlier. We get the match we've been waiting for. EO versus Charlotte for the NXT women's title. I'm just going to flat out I'm going to flat out say this right now. It's like, yeah, Charlotte hasn't been on NXT for very long, but if EO does not walk out of Wednesday night with the title, I'm going to be super pissed because this woman has worked her ass off and it's like one of the best tweeners out there because it's like yeah she's vicious and everything but everyone loves her and so you really can't classify her as a heel too much but it's like she's worked her ass off in NXT she deserves this and she's been wanting this match with Charlotte and if this is just another um, ploy as far as like getting another win under Charlotte's belt to kind of bolster this title reign and everything I'm going to be really pissed off and I'm going to be staying up Wednesday night to write an article about it. I'm telling you right now. Uh, but that's just me. <laughs> All right, Jolie, what do you think? What I want to happen is for you to win the title. I completely agree with you with that. Um, I don't know if, let's see. Something that has been nagging me, and I brought this up when I said, like, where's Rhea? And it's one of those things, like, does Rhea actually get involved with this match? Does she actually finally show back up and get involved? Mm -hmm. Um, And cause EO a DQ. Which would let them basically not take the title away from Charlotte, but also will bolster EO. As well, let's say EO beats the ever-loving crap out of Charlotte, and Rhea just comes out, or not Rhea, yeah, Rhea comes out, and she just absolutely just like snaps and just starts beating on Charlotte, causing a DQ. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar to when, you know, Corbin didn't realize he threw the ladder at Daniel Bryan this past Saturday, uh, Friday on SmackDown. Yeah. Like you know, one of those like you know, she didn't mean to do it, but she did it anyway. Like she was just pissed. <laughs> And um, so, I mean, that gets set up for a triple threat. But I honestly want Io to win the title. I feel that she has earned that title uh, so many more times over than half the roster that's that's been on NXT. I mean, I felt that she earned the title. She deserved that to have the title over Shayna. She deserved to have the title over Rhea, to be perfectly honest. Um, I felt when they gave Rhea the title, they kind of slapped EO mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, like, even, I think, between EO and Bianca Belair, those were the two that actually really deserved the NXT title. But I feel that, like, you know, if EO doesn't win the title, 
I could see her honestly coming up to Raw if the uh, rumors are true that Kyrie is leaving and joining Asuka and then, you know, them becoming a, a pa- or even if Kyrie stays, those three becoming a faction Ooh. and and running rough shot over the Raw women's division. Um, I mean, that would be something that I would really, really hope for, but. We I have we haven't heard anything from Kyrie. I haven't seen her tweet anything lately. So yeah, I want Io to win. She deserves the win, but I could see her winning without winning the title as well. Okay. All right. All right. And Kayla. Um, I'm actually going to have to agree um, with Jolie a little bit here. Um, like where is where is Rhea? You know, it's kind of. Like, um, a part of me, like she has said, feels like maybe she'll get involved with this match. Like, she might still be mad that Charlotte took the title away from her. Um, like I said, if this is um, no interference from Rhea or anybody at this point, and it's just another match, say, Charlotte won, Charlotte can beat anybody kind of thing, um, I would be mad because that's screwing EO over. Um, like we said, Io really deserves this title more than anything right now. Um, so for her case, I hope Io does get the chance to win the title. If not, I honestly would not object if the rumors are true, her going and join Asuka or Asuka and Kairi Singh. Because I think three angry Japanese wrestlers in the ring is... Not a good thing for the Raw Women's Division. Because <laughs> I think I would surrender if I had those three coming at me. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's like, oh, and, and let's, okay, I, one thought just came to mind and everything. It's like, if EO were to pick up the title and everything, can you imagine down the line if EO got at it again with Candace with Candace, the new Candace and everything. Oh my God. I just want somebody to beat the new Candace's ass. <laughs> I, I forgot to bring this up. I forgot to bring this up. And it's something that actually really upset me because I know that um, Casey Cananzano has back issues. That's why she didn't wrestle for a year. And then when she fucking hit that stomp type thing and Casey's head just, I wanted to, I've never wanted to actually hit a wrestler so bad. Like, but I honestly wanted to smack her in the face for doing that because that was a very dangerous hit. And it's like she's going against two basically jobbers in the women's division. Mm -hmm. Let's see her pull that shit with Io. Let's see her pull that shit with with Rhea. Let's see her pull that shit with Dakota. Or Mia. Or Mia or Tegan. Let's see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and it's like, yeah, it's like you and I were talking about it and everything. It's like Casey, Casey's like 95 pounds soaking wet and everything like that. And so it's just like, it's like it, the wrong force with that is like could permanently damage her. So it's like, I don't know. She needs a new finisher. That's not going to work. Yeah, no, that one made me hurt. <laughs> Man. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> all righty. So we're going to go ahead and do Money in the Bank predictions today because it's like, we're probably not because it's like by the time we record the next podcast and get it out, it's going to be past money in the bank. So I figured this would be the possible best time to go ahead and get everything out. 
So one match, I'll go ahead and get this match over with since it was just added yesterday. Uh, there is now going to be a fatal four-way for the SmackDown Tag Team titles between New Day, Lucha House Party, Miz and Morrison, and the Forgotten Sons. Uh, one team I was, I was hoping to be in it would be the Usos, but we found out that Jimmy's injured now, which absolutely sucks because they just got back. He better uh, not have injured it on that slip and slide. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think it, because, uh, wait, what slip and slide? Uh, apparently they made a giant ass slip and slide in their backyard. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. And he was joking about the you know you sign waivers. I ain't in, in charge of your injuries and all that shit. And I'm like, oh my god. When he said he hurt his knee, I'm like, please let that have happened in the match. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, that's crazy. But now wishing him well and guys, hurry back, please. All right, so out of those four, uh, Jolly, who's taking the title? The New Day retains, or um, as funny as I want either Lucha to win it. New Day or Lucha. I really don't want to see. I really don't want to see Miz and Morrison get it back. I kind of like them in their heel mode right now, Um, but I also kind of want to see. Sami Zayn versus John Morrison in a match. Uh, so he goes singles, and um, the Forgotten Sons do not deserve the title at this moment. I think they're brand new. They definitely do not have the same repertoire as, say, the likes of the Revival. I mean, the, yeah. I know Revival were uh, on fairly short before they got the title, but they're actually a better tag team than... Forgotten Sons. So yeah. I, I kind of would like um, if the New Day retains or Lucha House Party because they deserve titles. Damn it! I love Lince. Oh yeah, it's like that would definitely be a dark horse option as um, as far as like winning it and everything. But yeah, I yeah the only possible the dark horse option would be new uh would be lucha house party and everything but yeah i think i think new day is gonna end up retaining and everything all right kayla hey hey ho ho no <laughs> no Stop! um ms morrison gotta go <laughs> there you go That's um i'm gonna down i'm gonna um i'm gonna say this forgotten sons don't deserve it they just got up there they give them the title i promise you they'll have a nice little wonderful article um Lucha House Party obviously deserves it. They've been trying every which way they can. They tried on Raw. They tried on SmackDown. Um, kept trying to fall short. If that would be a chance that they would win. Um, I am going to jump to Miz and Morrison because right now I love um I love how they got going with the whole heels. And um here lately Miz has been in the hole as far as being champions, which I think He's probably one of my favorite champions up to today as far as current. I love how Miz always – I love Miz when he has a championship. It's like he's been in the hole lately where he hasn't really had an opportunity to be a champion. Um, as far as current, he's always been one of my favorite champions. That's a heel that I love. So I wouldn't mind him being 
um, another tag team champion opportunity with Morrison. But um, I hate to say it, I think the pancake flying unicorn soaring New Day is going to win. Retain. Okay, we're almost like on the same wavelength for that one. Okay, so WWE title match between Seth, Monday Night Messiah Rollins, and Drew McIntyre. And before we predict this match, Jolie, that promo, that segment on Monday, holy shit. Yeah, they finally said shit on TV. I loved every second of that. (laughs) But he said that you're so full of shit, I was just like, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> oh my! I I was rolling. I like seriously. That was probably one of Drew's best promos. I feel that he's definitely gotten better on mic. Um, mm-hmm. He played Seth like a fiddle, and um, I mean, I don't even know what the hell Seth was wearing. It looked yeah. like he was ready for a funeral. His. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know we shouldn't joke about people dying, but I mean, it was just like, what the fuck? Why? Why are you coming out in a suit? I mean, at least you're not wearing in that god awful fucking chair that you have in your house. Becky, please burn it. But yeah, no, that was probably one of the best segments um, between those two so far. I like that we we finally got the returning Buddy Murphy um, to get his head completely clean mort off. <laughs> right. Um, and it brings us to. The match on Monday night versus uh, Drew versus Buddy, which makes me think that Seth's going to get involved. So it's like I kind of wish that Drew had backup, but right now he doesn't. So, all right. But so yeah, Monday... no, that was that was definitely one of the best promos in a while. All right. So Money in the Bank, who's taking the title? Drew's retaining. Title? Drew's retaining. Drew's retaining. All right. Because if they, if they honestly take it off him this soon, there is going to be. You thought people were pissed off when. Vince fired everybody. People are going to be even more pissed off when he gives the title back to Monday Night Moron, Seth Rollins. Yeah, especially, I mean, especially since, because it's like when since Drew's had the title, it's like, done the, I mean, yes, this, I know this is not the circumstances he wanted to have the title in and everything, but it's like he's presented himself so well. He's gotten better on the mic. And he's actually making a push to get a WWE pay-per-view in Europe. Actually, in Scotland. But he wants he wants a he wants an event in Europe, and he's making a big push for that. And he's like joining like um, him and like some of the other Scottish wrestlers. Uh, it's like they're like they're becoming. It's like they're becoming more of a presence in the WWE and everything, and so yeah, this would be absolutely way too soon. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah. Alright, so, so Kayla, what did you think about the promo, and who do you have winning the match? I actually lovely love the promo. I think it was probably one of Drew's best. The whole time we were sitting there, I was sitting there watching it, and I'm thinking, okay, here comes Seth. Where Seth comes, the long-lost puppy, we know him as Murphy, <laughs> is not too far away. Next thing you know, Harry Shums up out of nowhere, Claymore. Perfect, perfect opportunity in that um segment for them both. And like Jolie has said, if you thought releasing WWE superstars was bad for the fans or anybody in general, you take the title off and give it back to Seth freaking Rollins just like that. 
um, WWE might as well go ahead and close your doors because the fans are definitely going to knock down those doors of the corporate office. Mm-hmm. Probably Vince McMahon might be um, like Gronkowski right now with the title. He might be running for his life. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I see my prediction. Drew McIntyre retains and Buddy Murphy is going to get multiple Claymore kicks just like the Monday night, Monday night Mariah in the honor of the Street Profits. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love when uh, Montez just says, yeah, the Monday night Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's like if those, yeah, if, uh, right, if uh, Viking Raiders win on Monday, they'll probably get a tag match added, added to the card with the uh, Street Profits against the Viking Raiders. Yeah, so have to see what happens with that. All right. So next next one we have is universal title match with Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. I have to specify Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend, because we know it's two separate characters. All right. So Kayla, who is your pick on this one? Obviously Braun Strowman. Um, this might be a part. I don't see Braun losing the title just like that, at least not right now. If they do. That also might be another way of getting Vince McMahon to run away from the fans because he has actually deserved a, you know, this spot for a while. Um, Going one-on-one with his former Wyatt family member, Bray, this might be the part where he will unleash the actual fiend and um, might later down the line see another Braun Strowman versus the fiend match. Um, as far as who winning, I don't, I, I'm going with Braun. Hopefully he retains, which I think he will because, um, he's came a long way since he, you know, got away from the, uh, Wyatt family. And I think Bray knows that and it scares him. So in other, in the other terms, I kind of think if you want to go logic, maybe not as strong, not stronger than the fiend, maybe he could be at this point. But um, I believe Braun Strowman is more stronger than he's ever been, more than Bray, and I think that scares Bray. Yeah, it's like I I just think it's too I think it's too soon to move the title again and everything like that. So I'm I'm gonna go Braun as well. Jolly, uh, I definitely see Braun retaining um, with the Fiend making an appearance. Um, like you said, this is a Bray Wyatt match, not a Fiend match. So they're definitely two totally different entities. Bray doesn't need the title. The Fiend doesn't need the title. I think he's the one character that actually does not need the title. So, But if Bray loses, I could see that as a way of Vince trying to placate towards the fans to apologize in his own way because people wanted his head after the whole Saudi bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I could see them, you know, basically like, like, well, here, have the title back, but we'll see what happens. I, I, I never, honestly, after WrestleMania, I can't predict anything anymore, to be perfectly honest. Like, I mean, there were some matches that I thought were going to go one way and they, they went the complete opposite way, so. I know, it's just, yeah, WrestleMania, it's like, I'm when we were doing our predictions and everything for that, it's just like some of these, yeah, it went sideways and some of the matches I thought were going to be sure far wins. It's like, yeah, what happened with that? So that was crazy. Uh, 
Alrighty. So without those predictions, you guys, everybody that put in, there was what, nine of you, you all did pretty good all the way. You guys were pretty much tied. The only person that actually stayed in the top the whole time was Casey. Like he was always number one. It was like two and three was bouncing back and forth. And then it was like, at one point you were all tied and then it dropped back down. And then like you predicted cat, the SmackDown Women's Championship is what was going to break it, and it did. <laughs> well, it was, was five way match, of course. Yeah, and that match actually, that match actually brought Jolie up to number three. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew she would retain. Exactly. The one that I'm kicking myself about is the freaking Becky one. I should have went with my gut. We all went with Shayna on that match. We all did. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you guys heard me. I my gut said that Becky was going to retain. Yeah, so it's that's like why your heart I... and gut was telling you one thing, but your head was telling you another. Yeah, fuck you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <clears throat> all right. So next up on the list, SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, we we kind of brushed on this earlier, but now. It's Time to put it, make it official. Tamina versus Bailey. All right, Jolie, what's gonna happen? Tamina's gonna win via outside interference in the form of Sasha Banks going after Bailey. Ooh, so you think this is this is the that this is the time where it's gonna be where it's gonna happen? The blow up's gonna happen. I think that if if I was writing it, yes, this is where it starts. To be perfectly okay. honest. Um, I want Tamina to win the title. I honestly do. I feel that she, again, deserves it. She's been there forever. She's always been a very solid competitor. She gave Becky her first win on the main roster um, in her first match. So, like, I've always respected Tamina. Again, I, I met her at Access uh, last, yeah, last year. Wonderful woman. You know, I... I you know, she just exudes confidence, even though they don't use her properly. I honestly would love to see Tamina with the title. Um, but I feel that she would win via DQ, making Bailey still hold the title. And Bailey and Sasha finally kick off their long-awaited divorce. Alrighty. Kayla? Um, I want to go and agree with Jolie. Tamina's has, Tamina has deserved a championship for a long time. And I would love to see her win more than anything. But um, unfortunately, I believe Miss Boss herself, Sasha Banks, will get involved somehow, having Bailey retain. And um, the divorce papers will be in the process. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now it's like I wrote a couple weeks ago. It's, it's like the, it's the divorce we all know it's coming. The signs are out there. It's just like, when is it going to take effect? I mean, when's, when's it going to kick off and everything like that? Uh, but as far as like with the match itself is concerned, um, Bailey's going to end up retaining. I don't, I, I don't know how yet, but as far as like if it's just going to be straight, but yeah, boss, I mean, Sasha's going to have get involved somehow one way or another, but I don't know if it's going to be like a DQ or just uh, Bailey picks up the win via pinfall. But um, but yeah, it's like we're gonna we're we're all in agreement with this one. It's like Bailey's walking out with the title somehow, some way. Alrighty, all right. So let's get down to the Money in the Bank ladder matches. 
start let's start with the women because that feels we know is clear cut and set. So from the raw side we have Asuka, we have Nia Jax, we have Shayna Baszler. On the SmackDown side we have Dana Brooke, we have Lacey Evans, and from this last uh, Friday we now have Carmella because Sonya cost Mandy. Okay. So Kayla, who is walking away in Miss Money in the Bank? I have literally bounced back and forth with this match. I'm going from Nia. I'm going back over to the SmackDown round. I'm going back to Raw. I'm going back to SmackDown. Um, I've even, you know, went as far. So basically what I'm doing, this is what I did to make my decision. I am going to split it down. If someone wants to win from the SmackDown side, I believe it's going to be Lacey Evans. Okay. And if somebody wins from the Raw side, it's either going to be Shayna Baszler or Asuka. Because I don't see Nia Jax up there right now. Um, Like I said, I've bounced back and forth between these so many times. I couldn't even... My notes right here is like, eh, Nia Jax. Nope, eh, this person. Eh, this person. (laughs) So um, I'm just going to pick two. It's either going to be Lacey Evans, Shayna Baszler. Actually, I'm sorry, three. Either Lacey Evans, Shayna Baszler, or Asuka. The other three... Carmella, you've already been it two times. You didn't even win it on your own. You had the little worm-looking thing called James Ellsworth helping you. I still consider um, that one. Yeah, true. Okay, so Shane, uh, Carmella's already won it with the help of the worm-looking James Ellsworth. So help me if you show up somehow at Money in the Bank. You may not be able to because of what's going on, but so help me. I will. I, will, I, I no, just I will drag you by your. What if you have on your head of hair <laughs> myself and shove you in the briefcase and throw you in the lake? Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> either Lacey Evans, Shayna Baszler, or Asuka. Like I said, I couldn't really decide. And Dana Brooke would deserve it, but I don't see her blonde self getting it. So, sorry, Dana. Go back to the end of the ladder. <laughs> okay, so Kayla's taking half the field. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to pick, as you know, like Jolie said, it's really hard to predict after WrestleMania because predictions just go, (laughs) one way, not the other. (laughs) So just pick half the field. Maybe you might have a chance. Maybe. All right, Jolie. Talking about Nia, now they're saying it's on the roof of the building. So that means her ass has to run upstairs. Okay, yeah. We're all bigger women. We can't make it up a flight of steps without dying. Nah, especially especially with my knees. Hell no. Oh, hell right. no. I, I, it's like, yeah, no. I mean, she's she's coming out way too cocky, way too confident. So to me, that says she's not winning. Um, I'm going to do what Kayla did. I'm going to pick one from either side. Uh, I also agree with the Lacey Evans. I feel that ever since her... Work with Becky Lynch. She has become a much better wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that she's actually earned more title shots in the future or even actually holding the title. And from the Raw side, my prediction is actually just Asuka because I love Asuka. And I could see her acting so goofy with that damn briefcase. <laughs> like Brock did. I'm sorry. I know people hated what Brock did. I did too. Part of me is like, Ali, why don't you just reach up and fucking grab? Why'd you stare at the giant ass monster running at you? Grab yeah. the briefcase. You would have effing won. Um, exactly. But, but it's like, I I loved how Brock 
got to act completely different. Like he was very funny. He was doing the whole beatbox. Like, you know, I thought that, you know, him, like I could see Asuka doing the same type of antics with the money in the bank, especially if Kyrie's still there, she'd hold it like the treasure chest. <laughs> so it's like, I kind of can't, I can't wait for that. That Those are my two predictions. So Asuka and uh, Lacey. I mean, Shayna is the dark horse on the Raw side, and I believe Dana Brooke is the dark horse on the SmackDown side. Like you said, Carmella's already won it twice, technically once, but technically twice with a worm and with his pubic hair uh, chin strap. Look like a fucking walking thumb. Uh, so, yeah. yeah and uh, I agree with Kayla. If he does show up, I will drive up to Stanford, Connecticut myself, knock on Vince's door, and smack him silly. Be like, what the fuck? Nobody wants Ellsworth here. And you're actually closer than all three of us, uh, mm-hmm. out of the three of us and everything. So that yours is the most possible to accomplish and everything. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but but I am I am honestly really excited because they just dropped a bit of news for this Money in the Bank ladder match. Wow wow wow! It's both the men and women simultaneously. Yes, I saw oh, that. Oh yeah, that's so, gonna be interesting as hell. That that so so somebody actually brought this up in I forget who what tweet thread I read this in. So somebody said, could a woman take the men's title? Oh 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think I I think I read that same thread. It will get yeah. So because it's like, like um I read I think I read that same thread because uh I think it was what is his name? It's Gary Cassidy. He's a reporter yeah. from Scotland and everything. And he was like saying if Otis gets up there, gets the briefcase, and then just hands it to Mandy. I can see him doing that. That would be so adorable. Highly. Likely, but that would be an interesting, interesting twist. But so, yeah, you never know. Two women may end up with briefcases, but I don't know. I don't know how that would play out or anything like that. So, well, I mean, Nia, be... could, Nia, Nia could take the men's title. <laughs> I mean, she, she's already been RKO'd in six one nine. Can we see her get claymored? <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I think if Nia got the briefcase and says, "I'm going after Drew McIntyre." Drew might be like, there might be the time Drew goes, just here, just take the title. <laughs> I know I would. Yeah. <laughs> See Nia Jax uh, coming at me. Right. No way, no way, no how. Or Drew will be like, I'm not touching a female. Sorry. <laughs> that'd be interesting. Oh my god, that'd be cr- that'd be nuts. Alrighty, so, now as far as like my prediction and everything, when I look at the six, um, my first thought definitely goes to Asuka because it's like from what I've read and everything like that, they've been wanting to kind of push her as a singles competitor. The briefcase would be an extremely clear. It, it, it's like, it would definitely be extremely creative um, to build up her character even more than it already has already. She can do like, like you were saying, Jolie, it's like she can, the way she can promo that, even if it's all in Japanese and everything like that, it's like she can be like so silly about it and everything. So that would be huge. And then if I did have to pick a second, I, I I'm at this. It's like Jolie, you took words right out of my mouth. I gotta go with I gotta go with Lacey as well because that would be an ultimate screw you to um, Sasha and Bailey before the divorce before the divorce happens. Oh yeah, definitely. If, if that were to come, come into play. 
All right, so men's match. We did have a little caveat this past Monday in reference to that because um, during his match with Andrade for the U.S. title, Apollo Crews, Apollo Crews did get injured and tweaked, and tweaked his knee and everything like that, had to leave on crutches, and so they've actually pulled him from the match. This coming up Monday, there's going to be a gauntlet match to determine the replacement. So the question for this is going to be a little, a little bit more interesting. So Jolie, out of the five who are in the match right now that are like 100% solidified in the match, do you see your winner in there, or do you, who do you see coming in getting added to the match to win it? Oh, I see my winner already there, and his name is Alistair Black. That, that is my number one pick. I don't have a second pick. I don't even have a SmackDown pick because I don't. I love Otis. He's not title material unless it's tag or undercard corbin go fuck yourself daniel bryan you've been there before i love you but i think that if drew gulak was in over him i would be rooting for drew um but daniel has had his time in the sun but my main pick my only pick is alistair black now they haven't announced who's going to be in this gauntlet match but it's going to be very interesting if a certain faction that's on there right now is all in this gauntlet match because that's going to possibly break up the faction. Mm-hmm. Because there, there was always like, the, um, there was like a little bit of rumbling the other day after they lost the tag match. Well, it was mainly Andrade versus the other two. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. They haven't announced who's in the match yet. Have they? Mm-mm. They, they, I think they only announced that it was going to be Austin theory, MVP and whoever lost the third Whoever lost that the third was, that qualifier. That was Buddy Murphy. That was Buddy Murphy. And he's oh, Murphy. Okay. against Drew. Yeah. So, okay. So I think Austin Theory and uh, MVP were the only ones that I know for sure or like more than likely going to be in there. But I'm thinking that this would probably be an opportunity for them to bring back some people. Uh, like maybe Orton. Um, I heard AJ's coming back this night. AJ's coming back on Monday. Um, I thought oh, it would be KO. Oh, shit. That true? I I I saw something I saw something that AJ is probably going to be back on Monday as well. So I I forgot to check 100%. So he may end up getting in the gauntlet match. Um, I thought KO would be in there, but I heard I heard something that he may be injured. KO is and, injured. He's waiting for um, X-ray results. Okay. What what's it on? Do you know? His ankle. I think he tweaked it when he jumped off the uh, the top. Damn you, KO! Suicidal dives. Um, okay, so right now, all right, so Alistair Black is the one I pick, but if AJ's mm-hmm. in it, I, I kind of have to go with AJ or Alistair, because I would honestly like to see AJ win Money in the Bank, if he's actually put into the match. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Kayla, do you see your winner already, or who's going to get added to win it? Originally, I had one pick, and one pick only, um, which was Alistair Black. However, as far as replacing Apollo Crews, I do see AJ Styles coming back, winning the gauntlet match, and inserting himself into the ladder match. However, um, I would love Black to win. I think he would deserve it. But like Julie said, AJ Styles as well, because that's one thing that AJ hasn't able to accomplish yet, and I would like to see him accomplish so, I'm going Black Mass, 
Well, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Yeah, it's like with this gauntlet match, if they're not using it to bring back someone to have them win it like Orton or AJ and everything, it's and one of the one of the Lena's angels is gonna get in it, I'm gonna that's just gonna irritate the shit out of me and everything. But um but either way, it's like Alistair's it's Alistair's time. And so I mean I, and with, none of us have brought up him and everything. It's like I do know that Ray's in the, Ray Mysterio's in the match, but I think it's more he's getting close. I think he's getting close to possibly the end. I don't know how much longer he has on his contract and everything, but um, I honestly don't. I also honestly don't see him take the taking the briefcase and everything. But Alistair, it's his time. He's been building, getting built up like so much, like here, here, and there, and everything, and it's just. Yeah, I think we're all, like, in the same boat with Alistair. All right, so one thing I wanted to kind of, for us to start doing is just kind of reach out there to the wrestling fans, to the wrestling community, and just kind of get some of their, like, burning topics, questions, and anything like that. And you can always, like, DM us at BUW Queens or at Belly Up Wrestling, and just let us know what's on your mind, your topics, and anything like that. So I do have a couple for us to discuss. Okay, so one of them was actually brought up to us by um, our director of social media with Belly Up, Mark. Uh, his uh, Twitter handle is at Belly Up Riley. So, Kayla, I'm going to start with this one with you. Are you fans of former NFL, NBA, or UFC athletes joining the wrestling world? It depends. Um, like I said... Um, it depends how they bring them in. Are they just going to steal the spotlight from somebody else that's been there for a while? Um, I do have to admit, um, I was not a fan of New England Patriots. Definitely was not ever a fan of Rob Gronkowski um, until uh, recently. I am a big fan of the Mass Singer, and he was the White Tiger on there. And um, honestly... Right away, just by the clue packages, I knew it was him. He made the show light up, and then he became the host of WrestleMania. He made the first night fun, then second night he disappeared because he stole the title. I think it can go either way, but um, Rob Gronkowski kind of has grown on me a little bit. Um, so depending how they use them, I could, I'd be a fan about it. If that's what they, they have the passion for it, then why not? I mean, hey, you may not want to get tackled by a bunch of dirty, sweaty, greasy guys on a field chasing a, a pigskin football. So, I mean, there's definitely nothing wrong with trying something new if it's what you have passion for. Yeah, I definitely see your point on that because it's like if they come in with passion about the business, respect for the business, and not trying to try to like all, like upset like the WWE universe with their own like by not when not having like an overall respect and a feel for the business and everything, then it's really not worth it. Uh, a lot of people, I I'm still surprised that a lot of people were so against Rob Gronkowski um, entering the WWE because knowing him and of course my husband is a Patriots fan, so of course I watched a lot of the Patriots games with him and everything. So with Gronk's personality, his presence. His, um, his personality is, like, off the charts. And I thought he would be, like, a terrific fit. And a lot of people just kind of disagreed with disagreed with me on that. And they said, no, no, stay away and everything like that. So if you come in here with the passion, you come in here with the knowledge, 
you come in here with a respect for the business, all for it. If not, stay the hell away. Jolie? Am I a fan of ex-athletes coming into the WWE? Well, like you guys said, if they have the passion, that's fine. My whole thing with Gronk coming in, since we're talking about him, was the fact that he actually has a long history with CTE. And so to me, he is a possible liability because of the all the head injuries and concussions that he has had as a New England cheater. Um, I'm sorry, Patriot. <laughs> um, another time, another time. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, he's got the flamboyancy. He's got the charisma. I mean, look at Shayna Baszler. She did everything the right way. She's actually she was ex UFC. She mm-hmm. uh, she did everything right. But when you look at Ronda Rousey, because of her stardom, she just got thrown right in to a a, a match at WrestleMania. That was she, her debut. She she. I mean, did I cheer when she her music hit at the Royal Rumble? Yes, I did. But then I realized she took away from history right there in the ring with Asuka being the first Japanese woman and the first woman to win the, the brand new women's Royal rumble. Mm-hmm. So like it honestly, like that looking back, that pissed me off. She was so cocky. And I watched the, the, the women's uh, 24 about that. And like everybody welcomed her with open arms and all this stuff. But it's just like, you know, I felt that that was so disrespectful looking back at, that that to Asuka definitely pissed me off. Brock Brock was used the right way. He's ex NFL. He mm-hmm. has a passion for the business. He's now technically ex UFC. Dennis Rodman when he joined WCW, I mean he was just part of the NWO, and I thought that was just completely god awfully stupid. <laughs> um, so yeah, like they're there if you do it the right way, then I'm all for it. But just because you have passion you have charisma, and you might have the fan following, it doesn't give you the automatic right to be taking the place on the roster of people that have earned it and deserved it. Oh, damn straight, damn straight. All right, so the second one I have is from It's at, from at it's Jerry, Cherry Jerry. Apologies for butchering that a bit. Okay, so the overall question is, what does it take to get inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. And so they kind of uh, led up to it with this. Stevie Ray is in the WWE Hall of Fame, and fans want Nancy Benoit to get in too. They haven't been in a WWE ring. Bruiser Brody and David Schultz are not in the WWE Hall of Fame, but are legends in the ring. So that was kind of like the lead up to that question and everything. So, Jolie, what do, I mean, what do you think it takes to get inducted? Uh, part of it is family permission. Look at Owen Hart. Yeah, we've seen that with the oh, Owen deserves to be in there. Would I like to see woman inducted in the Hall of Fame? Damn right I do. She was an amazing WCW manager. She was fantastic. Um, but it, but part of it has to do with her last name, so that's tricky. That's political. People don't want anything associated with Benoit in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think it has to do with... Um, a lot, mainly I was like family permission. Stevie Ray, just because he wasn't in WWE, WWE owns WCW, therefore he's allowed in. Jushin uh, Liger, he is probably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. 
across the board. Doesn't matter what promotion, he is one of the greats. He deserves to be in there. And I think you know it. It, it doesn't matter if you're in the WWE. I think the fact that they respect everything is what makes the Hall of Fame special. So mm-hmm. I think it all depends on your in-ring ability, and a lot of it is family issues. Okay. All right. And Kayla? I'm actually going to kind of agree with Jolie on that. Like you said, I mean, there's, you know, certain family permission, um, compliments, um, where they go in the WWE, um, maybe what part. I know some of the celebrities that are in there. What is it like? I think Donald Trump is in there. He was part the whole th- <laughs> with the whole Vince McMahon thing later on um, earlier back. Um, I mean, it just it really depends, I guess, how you accomplish in the ring, not necessarily in the ring. I don't know. But as far as like I said, Owen does deserve to be in there. But like I said, as long as they're holding that grudge that, you know, they think it was their fault, that won't happen. Um, but basically, in other terms, just be on your P's and Q's if you want to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Or yeah, just commit a crime, get, acu- get uh, accused of it after you're in the Hall of Fame. There you go. <laughs> God. I know, right? Ay, ay, ay. Look, I'm being honest. Jimmy uh, Snuka, probably one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid. But he did murder a man. He did. And he's still in the Hall of Fame. So it's like some things should be, I think people should be uh, taken out. But uh, I'm sorry, I'm just waiting for the day for Cindy Lauper to actually get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Bastards. That, that'd be cool, because it's like with everything with the Wind Director and stuff like that, yeah. That that was probably one of my favorite things. Like, I love rewatching that. Like, her running out with Wendy and... Her smashing was honky tonk or no? It was Roddy. She smashed Roddy with the um like a, a plaque or something. I remember that. So it's like she's actually done things in the ring. So <laughs> Cindy, I think Cindy's definitely one that he's been there. Miss Elizabeth definitely has been kind of snubbed. Um, yeah, I, I would honestly love for them to do one year where they put induct one man and the rest women, just for one year. Because there's so many women in the division that have been overlooked um, mm-hmm. that deserve to be in there. And honestly, I think it's time that they actually do do one Hall of Fame where you have it's either all equal, like four men, four women, or they they have to do something to actually balance it out. So, right. And honestly, you know, well, let me ask. All right, let me ask y'all this: if and Jolly, you can answer this first. If, if they had to, if you had to pick one person or one group of people, I should say, to put in the Hall of Fame, um, based off what they started, how they started in NXT, and then built up to the main roster and everything like that, who would you start with? Oh, that's simple. That's the four horsemen. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I that, said group of people. because I <laughs> Because you can't deny that without the other they wouldn't be at the level where they're at and they're not without them you wouldn't have the women's division at the level it's at um i'm not discounting any of the women in the division every one of those women has worked their asses off 
and brought everything up. It's like, you know, we still have Mickey James and, you know, I'm kind of hoping that they give her that one last title ring so she can tie Trish. Mm-hmm. Um, just I, even if it's for like a day, I wouldn't care. I would just love to see her hold the, the t- either or title, any of the titles, NXT. I don't care. Let, let Mickey pull a Trish, win the title and then and retire with it. And yeah. I think that would be one of the most amazing things that they could do. Not only that, because then it would open up a tournament for the women's title for whatever brand. And I think that would make actually things a lot more interesting and a lot more chaotic and a lot more storytelling. But mm-hmm. yeah, no. So I think the four horsewomen, definitely from the women's side, would definitely be the ones inducted in. And honestly, from the men's side, uh, Finn Balor. I mean, everybody's like, well, why not Seth, uh, Roman, or that? Because we already know that those guys are going in. That that's that's a given. Those three men are going in uh, right now. Even though they've kind of stopped mentioning Moxley's name and stuff, we all know the Shield is going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Finn has brought so many other people over with his school. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for his school, we wouldn't have people like Jordan Devlin or Becky Lynch. Right. So it's like Finn has done stuff outside the WWE and brought them in. We wouldn't have, you know, a lot of the people here. I mean, look at uh, Luke Gallows, AJ Styles, um, Carl Anderson, Adam Cole. All people that he has wrestled and, you know, I feel that helped pave the way for them to get in. Mm-hmm. So Finn is definitely the number one because that man has put in more talent, more time than anybody else and got completely shafted on the main roster. All right. So, Kayla, do, uh, do you agree with those or do you have another one to throw in? Um, Women's side. I wouldn't have to agree. Eventually, I would like to see the four horsewomen in on the women's side. And also, two that was not mentioned that I would definitely love to see would be AJ Lee and Paige. Um, oh, yeah. And then as far as the men's side, I'm going green with Jolie, Finn Balor, because like she said, it, you know, people where they are now would not be because of him, especially Becky Lynch. She would not be reigning where she is right now um, because of him. Um, and eventually down the later down the line, definitely the shield would get in there. Like I said, I think that faction goes in regardless I don't know right now whatever happens I think they would work it out where Mox would come back and say hey you're all going into the Hall of Fame I'm pretty sure he would definitely be like okay let's do it you know for the heck of it Um, because definitely because he's always been about the fans especially after you know winning the AEW championship he's opened up a lot more Mm -hmm. you know for the fans and um, I definitely think he would come back for that if that opportunity came open. So Horsewoman, AJ Lee and Paige, Shield and Finn Balor. Yeah. And plus and plus it's like I think in a recent interview Mox said that he doesn't have any animosity or anything like that towards the WWE. He did finish out his contract. He did leave on good terms. Mm-hmm. And so I if once Mox gets done with AEW and everything and uh, uh, WWE decides like they want to try to 
go towards putting the shields in and everything, I'm pretty sure something could get worked out. Alrighty, so I have a couple more, but I'm going to hold off on until next time for that. And one of them is kind of going to be a homework assignment for us because a fan did reach out at Outlaw Jamboree and wanted to do a little fantasy booking for, he, he mentioned like a fantasy book pay-per-views for the year before their debuts. And he mentioned like several years and several events. And I was like, well, all right, you got one in particular? And, and so the Survivor Series started in 87. And so what he's talking about is those fantasy booking one for if it took place in 86. And I'm thinking fantasy booking a whole event's probably going to be hard. So here's a little homework assignment for us, and myself included and everything. If we could come up with one match for if Survivor Series took place in 86, one match. Survivor, a traditional Survivor Series match. Okay. Yeah, because it's like I'd have to do some research on that because I, I wasn't watching wrestling back then. I was eight years old. And so it's like I'd have to go back and find out as far as like who was around at the time, who was heels, who was faces, or anything to that effect. In 86, I wasn't even thought of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. You're the baby out of all of us. Yeah, yeah. She is the baby. She is She is such the baby out of us. Yeah. It's I'm the middle child. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, 86? I wasn't even thought of. My mom was only 19. Yeah, because she graduated in high school in 85. So, yeah, I wasn't even thought of. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like I'm the youngest daughter, but I'm the second out of five. So I kind of have like a double-edged sword on my my end and everything. But, um, but yeah, so we will definitely – we will get back to you next week on that one. All right, so – Time to wrap things up with a good old edition of Jester's Chair. We're throwing somebody in the hot seat. And Jolie, I know you got something in mind, so take it away. All right. So everybody that knows me is that I'm a huge nerd. So I figured I'd step away from wrestling for the day and uh, do pop culture or. So I give two items and you say, I go with this one. So, Kayla, since you picked the uh, closest number to Carson Wentz's jersey number, you're in the chair. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Hold on. Let me get my clock set. All right, Kayla, you ready? Yes. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. Fiona Apple or Alanis Morissette? Fiona Apple. Simpsons or Family Guy? Neither. <laughs> Johnny Depp or Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. Cheech and Chong or Jay and Silent Bob? Cheech and Chong. Charmed or Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Charmed. The OC or One Tree Hill? OC. Rent or Wicked? Wicked. Aladdin or Lion King? Lion King. Good Morning Vietnam or Full Metal Jacket? Full Metal Jacket. Goodwill Hunting or Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire. True Blood or Twilight? Twilight. Oh my god! Sarah McLaughlin or Jewel? Jewel. Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio? Leonardo DiCaprio. Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair? Uh, Ric Flair. Law and Order or CSI? CSI. Um, the last two were Marvel versus DC? Uh, DC. And Xena or Battlestar Galactica? 
Uh, no idea. <laughs> that's right. She's a baby. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, sixteen. But really, you picked Twilight over True Blood. What the fuck is wrong with you? Sparkly as vampires. I never watched True Blood, so that's why. <laughs> oh my god. Will you watch True Blood, please, for the love of God, and realize that you made the wrong decision? It is on my list to watch of many different things I need to watch. All right, I got a question about that. Fiona Apple over Alanis Morissette? I couldn't think. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, man. All right, so that's all we have. That's that's all the time we have today for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. Bye.